Hello and welcome to the Jack Benny program from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. The Jell-O program starring Jack Benny with Mary Livingston and Phil Harris and his orchestra. The orchestra opens the program with Alabama Barbecue from the 27th edition of the Cotton Club Parade. November, month of football games and hopper and appetites to match. This is the time when you want your meals to end on a note of joyful satisfaction. So this is the time to serve Jell-O. You can't fail to appreciate it from the first moment you spy Jell-O's warm, glowing beauty to the very last delicious spoonful. No other gelatin dessert can equal Jell-O's extra-rich fruit taste. Jell-O is first in favor because it's first in flavor. And Jell-O flavors come from fresh, ripe fruit. So always be sure you get the real thing. Always insist on genuine Jell-O. Ladies and gentlemen, we bring you that leftover ghost from Halloween, Jack Betty. Hello again. Are you scared, folks? Well, Don, you look all in today. I'll bet you had the time of your life last night running around scaring people. I don't know, I imagine you're a little rascal on Halloween. Huh? Well, Jack, I did ring some doorbells, rapped on a few windows, and, <laughs> gee, a couple of times I had to run like the Dickens. Yeah? yeah. <laughs> I knew you were up to no good. Uh, but tell me, Don, uh, did you, uh, uh, did you push over things? Why, uh, no, Jack, not in years. <laughs> That's right, times have changed, haven't they, Don? <laughs> But that's what I like about you, Don. You're still a kid at heart. Oh, uh, yes, sir. Well, what did you do for excitement last night? Oh, I had a lot of fun. I took my violin, and every time I came to an open window, I played Love and Bloom. <laughs> you did? Yeah, <laughs> gee, a couple of times I had a run like the Dickens. Then oh, after that, I went to a masquerade party at Phil Harris's house. You know, one of those parties where everybody comes in different disguises, you know. Well, how did you dress, Jack? Oh, I didn't bother much. I just stuck 40 candles on my head and went as a birthday cake. <laughs> Buddy, I didn't, uh, I didn't see you there, Don. Why, I was there, Jack. You were? Sure, I sat on a plate all evening with a lot of sliced bananas around me. Oh, you were that dish of jello. Oh, certainly. <laughs> well... Hello, Jack. Hello. Say, didn't you recognize me at the party? No, Mary, I didn't know you were there. How are you disguised? Well, I had on a big red hat with a long yellow feather, uh-huh. hand button shoes. Mm-hmm. Then I had a brown fur piece around my neck, yeah. a parasol in one hand, and a bookcase in the other. Well, Mary, what were you supposed to be? A rummage sale. <laughs> oh. Say, Jack, you certainly looked funny with old candles on your head last night. Oh, were you there too, Kenny? I didn't see you. Sure, I was there. I got the first prize. Oh, no kidding. You did? What was it? And they let him wash the dishes. Oh. Well, congratulations, Kenny. Say, Jack, not changing the subject, but, uh... Well, come here a minute, will you? All right, what is it? 
Have you ever voted? Voted? Oh, sure, Kenny. Why? Well, look, I'm going to vote next Tuesday for the first time, and there's only one thing that kind of bothers me. Well, what is it, Kenny? I'll be glad to help you out, you know. I'm... Well, I know where I'm supposed to go and everything, but... Well... <laughs> but... Well, but what? What's bothering you? Well, when you get in that booth and you pull a curtain around you, do you have to take a shower? <laughs> Oh, Kenneth. <laughs> You're slightly formal, huh? Gee, that guy doesn't know enough to come in out of the rain. He does, too. Don't be too sure. <laughs> I won't. Say, Mary, uh, who are you going to vote for, incidentally? Oh, I don't know. I like Gary Cooper. Gary Cooper. Well, he isn't running for president. I don't care. I like him anyway. Oh. Well, Jack, by the way, uh, what have you decided to do tonight? Is it going to be the minstrel show or Romeo and Juliet? Why, the minstrel show, of course. I told you all about it last week. And it's kind of long, too, Don. I think we ought to get things started. Okay. Right Look, Mary, uh, Mary, straighten things out and put the chairs in a semicircle, you know. Like I don't that. know how. Well, put them in a circle and then take half away. Oh. Okay? <laughs> and, and you, Don, uh, Don, get all those jokes out of the mothballs and pass out the burnt cork. Okay. Uh, Kenny, you know, you're going to be an end man. Are you ready for the minstrel show? Am I? I haven't washed my face all week. Oh. <laughs> he didn't wash his neck, either. Quiet. Huh? Uh, Phil, uh, play something until we get set. Will you? Righto. Now look, uh, Mary, pass out the tambourines and let's get into the spirit of this. And Don, be sure and put your wig on straight and then have... down south introduced by Phil Harris and his orchestra. And now, ladies and gentlemen, we present for your entertainment Doc Benny's world-renowned minstrel. The scene opens on the main street of that thriving metropolis, Sponge Cake, Missouri. 
Time, July 1st, 1906. Take it away, boys. You folks will have to clear the street. The parades are coming. Mrs. Thistlepuss, keep your little boy on the sidewalk. Come here, Elmer. Stay right close to your mother. I want to see the parade. <laughs> This is Doc Benny's Minstrels back in your hometown. Glad to see so many bright and smiling faces here to greet us. Howdy, Doc. Howdy, Constable. Well, the old town looks mighty good. I notice you got some new salesmen sitting on the porch of the mansion house. They ain't new. We just dusted them off. <laughs> hey, Doc, is Kenny Baker with you this year? Yes, ma'am, and singing sweeter than ever. How about Don Wilson? He's with us and jellower than ever. I mean, jollier than ever. Where's Mary Livingston? None of your business. Mm. Hey, Doc, Johnny Green with you? No, sir, Johnny's with the Fred Astaire Minstrels this year and doing right well. Got a new end man this season, none other than Phil Shuffle Along Harris. Hooray! So follow the parade, folks, to Simpson's Opry House. Remember, the show starts promptly at 2.30. We now take you to Simpson's Opry House, where Doc Benny's minstrels are about to begin. Now let me see your tickets, please. B two and four. First two on the aisle. Thank you. Candy, popcorn, and cracker jack. A prize in every package. Jello, folks, get your jello here. None genuine without the big red letters on the box. Right this way. Uh, tickets, please. Uh, seats 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, and 12. Right this way, Mrs. Dion. <laughs> uh, pardon me, sir. You can't bring your horse in here. Well, I got a ticket for him. All right. Seat one and stall two. Candy, <laughs> popcorn, cracker jack, hay, oats, and water. Uh, tickets, please. Ladies and gentlemen, your attention, please, for a few moments before the show begins. Now, I have here a selection of the latest song hits of the day, tunes they're all a-whistling. In the shade of the old apple tree, they made sweet cider on a bicycle built for two. Only a bird in a built gilded cage down by the old mill stream, and eyes a-muggin'. Thank you. Here you are, sir. All the latest songs, folks, takes me out to the ball game, wait till the sun shines, Nellie, and they're hanging father at sunrise. That's the new swing tune. Get them while they're hot, folks. Have you got sweet Sue? Had her, but she got away. Any other song, folks? Last chance before the curtain goes up. Overture, overture. The Doc Benny Minstrels. Bang, 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 you'll hear the camel ring. The old time gang will show you how they sing it with a wang, wang, wang. And a zing, a zing, a zing, there'll be a hot time in the old town tonight. Gentlemen, be seated. 
well, 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 Mr. Harris. Yes, sir, Mr. Interlocutor. How are you feeling this evening? Well, sir, in the words of the poet, I scintillate. Well, that's good. And you, Mr. Baker? I'm feeling fine, Mr. Bennett. Most insignificant gals. <laughs> that's something. And how are you feeling, Miss Livingston? Yes, I'm glad to hear it. Oh, Mr. Betty. Yes, Mr. Wilson. Why don't you ask me how I'm feeling? Be patient, Brother Wilson. I was coming to you. Well, when you get here, I wish to convey that I'm feeling mentally and physically superfluous. Well, what makes you so happy, Mr. Wilson? I got a right to be. I got a wife and a cigarette lighter, and they's both working. <laughs> well, well, well. Oh, Mr. Benny, Mr. Benny, you mind if I ask you a riddle? No, no, go right ahead, Miss Livingston. Well, what's the difference between you and a jackass? <laughs> See, we don't need an answer to that one, do we? <laughs> I don't know. What is the difference? A jackass wears a collar. Well, so do I wear a collar. Well, then I guess there's no difference. <laughs> oh, Mr. Benny. Yes? Can you tell me the difference between a pretty girl and a jackass? No, Mr. Baker, I can't. Man, you sure must make some funny dates. <laughs> I don't get personal, Mr. Baker. Don't get personal. Say, Mr. Interlocutor, as long as everybody's asking riddles, I got one that will mangle you. All right, Mr. Harris, let's hear it. Why does I call my gal Special Delivery Stamp? I don't know. Why do you call your girl Special Delivery Stamp? Because she am stuck on something important. <laughs> well, uh... I guess he's talking about me. Why, Miss Livingston, I didn't know that you and Mr. Harris were strolling in the Garden of Romance. Man, we not only froze there, we hesitate. Why, you don't tell me. Yes, sir. And you know what Mr. Harris told me last night? But your lips, gal, I'm blushing. <laughs> last night, he told me I was the eighth wonder of the world. And what did you tell him? I told him I better not catch him with out of seven. And now, ladies and gentlemen, our silver voice tenor, Kenneth Sweet Stuff Baker, will pay for us. With a song and dance, his rendition of that ever-popular ballad, Can't You Hear Me Callin' Caroline? I miss you in the morning when old Bob White gives his call, Caroline. Caroline, I miss you at the sunset when the evening shadows fall. Caroline, Caroline, I miss you when the moonbeams out on the river shine. Oh, can't you hear me calling for you? Caroline, can't you hear me calling, Caroline? It's my heart a-calling down. Lordy, how I miss you, gal o' mine. Wish that I could kiss you, Caroline. 
sun to shine. Caroline, Caroline, can't you hear my lips saying? Can't you hear my soul praying? Can't you hear me calling? to shine Caroline Caroline Can't you hear my lips saying Can't you hear my soul praying Can't you hear Very good, Mr. Baker. Excellent. Thank you, sir. Yes, sir. That was rendered with feeling, sweetness, and tenderness. I didn't like it. <laughs> Why, Mr. Harris, I noticed that you and Mr. Baker have been quarreling quite a bit of late. What have you got against him? Nothing except his dishonest, disloyal, and uncouth. That's all. Oh, come now. There's a fine way to talk after I invite you over to my house for dinner. Who cares? Don't you remember that nice fat chicken I served you? Remember it, man. I recognize it. Why, <laughs> Mr. Harris, that's a bold allegation. Hmm. You mean to tell me? <laughs> you mean to tell me that Mr. Baker has been stealing your chickens? Not only that, he's been taking them home and executing them. Well, I am surprised. Why, Mr. Baker, don't you know the good book says, Thou shalt not steal? Yes. And don't the good book say, Thou shalt not kill? Yes. And don't the good book say, Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's chicken? Yes, It says, Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's chicken. I didn't covet them. I just took them out the way they was. He admits it, Mr. Harris. Yes, I am. The next time I catch him round my hen house, I'm going to settle one question that folks has been discussing for a long time. What's that? <laughs> Candy dead speak. <laughs> Control yourself, Mr. Harris. I'm going to fill him so full of buckshot that the next time he takes a bath, he'll sink right to the bottom. Who's going to take a bath? If I ever catch you leaning over a river, you is. Boys, boys. I'm going to run you so fast your vest pocket going to dip sand. Anytime you do, I'm going to knock that bump right off your head. I ain't got no bump on my head. Well, I'm going to put one there and then knock it off. <laughs> gentlemen, gentlemen. Listen here, Mr. Baker. You lay a hand on my boyfriend, and 12 months from today, you'll be dead just one year. <laughs> 
my Miss Livingston. Don't you worry none, honey. I'll knock that tenor singer so low he'll sing big. Miss Mattery. <laughs> watch out, boy. Watch out, boy. Because one, two, three, I'll be on top of you. Oh, five, six, and you'll be right off again. <laughs> boy, please. You get this up, and I'm going to walk over there and punch you right smack in the mouth. Who is? Me is. How are you going to get back? <laughs> Baker, please, remember what the good book says, love thy neighbor. I don't live next door to that mush mouth. Is that what the good book says, Mr. Benny? Yes, Mr. Wilson. Well, you know what the cookbook says? What? Next to pork chop, jello am the most delicious dessert in the world, and it comes in six scrumptious flavors. Strawberry, raspberry, cherry, orange, lemon, and lime. Am I right, brethren? Hallelujah! And now, ladies and gentlemen, yours truly, Doc Benny, will render that touching little ballad entitled Asleep in the Deep, assisted by the Mississippi Four, Music Professor. Lively <laughs> the bell, blink, 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 in the old blink, blink, blink. tower ring. Blink, 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 blink. us listen to the warning it brings. Punk, sailor beware, sailor beware, danger is near thee. Beware, be aware, many brave hearts are asleep in the deep, so beware, be gentlemen, as you all know, every minstrel show has an afterpiece, and ours will be no exception. Tonight, we are going to offer... Mary, come here a minute. Remember last Sunday, our sponsor told us we couldn't do Romeo and Juliet? Yes. Well, I know a way we can do it tonight and disguise it so he'll never suspect. How? Leave it to me. <clears throat> uh, ladies and gentlemen, tonight we are going to present our version of the greatest love story of all time, entitled Boy Meet Girl on a Balcony. <laughs> We now take you to the balcony of the home of Juliet Johnson in Chattanooga, Italy. <laughs> Curtain. Music. <laughs> Romeo and Julie were sweethearts. And oh, how that Romeo could love. Catch on, folks. yum ba bum ba Hey, Julie, Julie. Who dat calling me? Oh, Julie. Dat you, Romeo? It ain't Hamlet. I can't see you down there. Romeo, Romeo, wherefore is you, Romeo? Here I is, gal, right below yon balcony. Well, get thee on that ladder, son, and come right up here. Forsooth, honey, I'll be there forsooth. Yuckum! <laughs> I'll be right there, sugar. Just a minute there, Rummy. Get thee down from that ladder. Hush up, son. I'm ascending to my lady friend, Juliet. Move over, local. This is the express coming through. 
Now, wait a minute, son. If you want to get up there, you build your own ladder. I ain't no carpenter. I'm a lover. <laughs> Who is you, anyway? Did you ever hear of Anthony and Cleopatra? Yes, sir. Well, when you subtract Cleopatra, what you got left is me. <laughs> Man, you're in the wrong place. Get off that ladder. Don't mess around with me, Romeo. Remember, flowers don't care who they lay on. <laughs> I understand, past friends. Gazoots. Hey, Romeo. Romeo, is you coming up here or is you ain't? Be patient, woman. Keep thy cloak on. Yeah, go. <laughs> Slow but sure, that's me. Hey, you get off that ladder. That's my gal. Your gal? Yes, sir. You just tell Julie that Mac is here, huh? Mac who? Mac Beth. <laughs> Well, I'm Romeo. I'm going up that ladder. To climb or not to climb, that is the question. You see this here razor? Yeah, sir. Well, that am the answer. I better hide thee away, knave. I'm going to take my razor and shave you double close. You do, and you're going to play love and bloom on a hop. <laughs> you mean that? Yes, sir. Well, pass, friend. <laughs> Egad. Romeo, Romeo, what is detaining thou? I'm caught in traffic, honey. <laughs> this ain't no ladder. This is my highway. Well, here I come, Julie. <laughs> yes, sir. I'll be right up there with you, honey. Uh, pardon me, brother, but you're standing directly in my path. Who is you? Othello. Othello who? Othello Jello. <laughs> oh, then you is the merchant of Venice. Yeah, now step aside, man. Now, wait a minute, son. This is going far enough. This parade is going to come to a halt. Brother, I'm warning you. I'm just going to ask you once more to let me pass. And if you say no, the next man you talk to is going to be St. Peter. Does you know St. Peter personally? No, but I sends him a lot of business. <laughs> well, I I if that's the case, pass, friend. Doggone it. What is this, anyway? Hey, Julie. What wishes thou, Romeo? Can it be that you is unfaithful to me? <laughs> I ain't unfaithful, honey. I'm just popular. <laughs> well, I only knows one thing. I'm the man who started at the bottom of the ladder and stayed there. I know what I'll do. I'll smash this ladder so nobody else can go up there. <laughs> I'd like to see somebody else get up on that balcony. Out of my way, half pint. Hey, Julie, Julie. Hello, big boy. Come on up here. <laughs> How's he gonna get up? I done broke the ladder. I don't need no ladder. I'm gonna climb right up that wall. You is? Man, who is you? Tarzan. Oh! Tarzan? Pass, friend, unhindered. Rap the dice, Phil. Rap so die. <laughs> Everyone likes the excitement of thrilling new things, and that's one reason for liking Jell-O chocolate pudding. It's brand new, but it's also much more than that. It's the grandest chocolate pudding you've ever tasted since the days when you begged for it at home. You remember that mellow homemade flavor? Smoother, creamier, more chocolatey? Well, that's just what Jell-O chocolate pudding brings you. It's all yours to enjoy. Just listen to how easily you can make Jell-O chocolate pudding. Mix the contents of one package with some milk in the top of your double boiler letting it cook until it's smooth and thick. Then when the mixture's cooled, pour it into sherbet glasses. 
and you're ready to serve chocolate pudding that's a real triumph of luscious goodness. Each package gives you six servings and sells for the same low price as Jell-O. Ask your grocer for Jell-O chocolate pudding in the morning. If he hasn't put it in stock yet, be sure he orders it for you. Remember the name, Jell-O chocolate pudding. This and the last, this is the last number of the fifth program in the new Jell-O series. And we'll be with you again next Sunday night at the same time when we are going to present our version of 20th Century Fox's popular picture, Girls Dormitory. We tackle anything, huh? Remember, folks, next Sunday night. Oh, Jack, can I do the part Simone played? Simone who? <laughs> Funny, I never can think of her last name. <laughs> Good night, folks. The tune, The Night is Young and You Are So Beautiful, is from Billy Rose's Casa Manana. This program has come to you over the Red Network from the NBC studios in Hollywood. This is the National Broadcasting Company. KFI Los Angeles. Five seconds before nine. Attention, one day sale tomorrow at Leroy's. 4750...